Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, in our never-ending quest to make the paranormal normal, we are talking about the nature of reality. We are specifically talking about simulation theory. Yes, the theory that we are all part of a huge game made by extraterrestrials. Elon Musk believes in it. We are talking about glitch in the Matrix stories, which are supposedly proof there were in said simulation. And we're talking about the Mandela effect, which is basically collective false memories that we all have, and you probably have them too. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Well, you know, look, we've talked on the show about past lives. <laughs> I've kind of bought into it a little bit. <laughs> bought into it. We, we've talked about <laughs> crystals. I'm not there yet. I'm getting there. But th- this is getting a little crazy here with this simulation theory and these other things that you just mentioned. There's some arguments though that are pretty that are pretty i guess convincing but then i'm gonna give my own spiritual take on what i think this whole thing is actually about so we'll go we're gonna deep dive we're gonna go into the i mean it's fun to talk about it we're gonna look at all the sides of it and then i'll give you my take on it all right before we get into that i just wanted to uh go over the event we had a couple weeks ago you know we're we're delayed on the podcast taping so this was back in january 29th back on january 29th Uh, we had this amazing event in Fort Lauderdale. We've talked about it many times on the podcast. And you said something that it felt like a soul tribe when we uh, got home. Yeah, it's like a soul day. connection. I feel like, um, and I, I said this before on here, having things in common to be friends with somebody doesn't always have to be your kids go to the same school or you, I don't know, went to the same college or you all like to you know, craft. <laughs> so the, I, I feel like the connections we're making in the Mystic Michaela spiritual family and the ones that I saw happen this weekend is their soul connections, like different ages, different walks of life, different chapters people were in, but they were all connecting so incredibly deeply. They just got each other immediately because that's what happens when you connect on a soul level, you don't have to stay the same. You can change up what's going on in your life. You can you can be a whole different person. You can try on new identities. You can try new jobs. You can make a 180 in your life and it doesn't matter. Soul connection people cheer you on. They take you for exactly who you are. They love you exactly where you're at. And it's just like a deeper, more profound connection. And man, I saw that this this past weekend because the way we're taping it, it was last weekend. So yeah. I saw that happen so many times. I felt it too, like meeting all of you that that came. And listen, if you couldn't come, don't worry about it. You're still obviously part of the collective vibe, which we were all talking about too, just the collective space that we share energetically. And it's it's a it is like um it's like a multiverse of yeah, <laughs> soul connection, it, it, really. It's our own it's our <laughs> own multiverse. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it's definitely true. And the reason why I know that to be true is because people in the hotel that were not part of the group, actually a few people came up to me and asked, how do I get in? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like there was a couple of girls that said, are you the owner of this? Like, <laughs> oh, God. Well, no, I'm not the owner, <laughs> you know, but, but you know, I, I guess then they're like, are you the manager? I guess, yeah, I guess I, I am the manager. We'll say that. But uh, you know, so people were coming up to me and say, "How do you get into this? These are these are the nicest, kindest people we've ever met." Yeah, we're a lot of fun. Um, some of the hotel staff were getting in on it; they wanted to be part of it. Yes. Um, so that that's how I know that there was something going on. Like the bartenders yeah. from the hotel followed us 
to because the Bose Beach Bar, yeah, the Bose the Beach Bar, which was like our restaurant that we all hung out at on Saturday night, and the, like yeah, some of the staff is my point. The workers from the hotel like followed us, right? And everybody, that's the thing. Like people came alone. A lot of people mm-hmm. came alone. They did, and they all left with friends. No problem at all there. Because again, like when you meet on that connected level, it's just like, boom. People are telling me like when they sat down for the breakfast, people just sat next to them, just, oh, let's all talk. And it was so nice. I got refreshing, nice, life-changing, connected, um, invigorating, inspiring. I got all these words from people just based on the relationships they were connecting with uh, over the weekend. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. So it's hard sometimes because in our lives we can feel very isolated or... I don't know. Like if you're like me, you have like a real hard time with with small talk. So it's like, but in this group, you could just go right into it, and and you're just totally accepted. Nobody looks at you funny. You're like, oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like they they roll with it. It was really nice. Yeah, and people came from all over the country, mm. from California, Texas, Maine, uh, everywhere, Canada, Canada. Oh yeah, Alberta, Canada. Oh wow, yeah, crazy, crazy, and. You know, this is what I'm most proud of, actually. You know, it's not the event. It's not all the things we did. I'm actually most proud that we were able to show people what a South Florida purple is in the wild. Yes. Because we went yes. to Bo's Beach Bar. Oh, my God. It was crawling with South Florida purple. There, <laughs> There's so many stories we if can go just, into. Yeah, there's so many stories. If you're just tuning in to, to the podcast ever, a South Florida purple is a type of aura that only exists down here in South Florida. They have a couple characteristics. One, overtly friendly in a slightly creepy way. I don't know how else to say it. Two, you don't know what they do for a living. You just don't. (laughs) They'll explain it to you. It's different than a green person. No, it's like you know they don't have a job, but they just told you they did. V-neck shirt. Right. A lot of the V-necks, a lot of that. Um, Way too touchy-feely. They always want to show you their abs. The, always, oh yes! Yeah, yeah. Oh, they want to show you their abs, even if they don't have them. <laughs> right? They want to show you. Like, want to see some abs, and they like that. The, that's what he was doing. Um, sometimes the South Florida purples are a little scary. Yes. And you just don't want to make eye contact with them. If you have any ability at all to feel energy, you'll know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> and don't get in their dance floor space. No. The overly friendly ones will touch you way too much. And the mean ones might try to hurt you. Yeah. We had some Mystic Michaela spiritual family members that were touched inappropriately. Yes. Um, I don't know if that bothered them or not, but it happened. It's going to happen yeah. in South Florida, unfortunately. Yeah. With the South Florida purple. No, I have to say there was one South Florida purple there that was absolutely insane. insane. And he was on a massive hunt to find you. Uh, oh my yeah. god! So we actually oh, had so to put scary. in. We had to actually put in protective measures. Now, what I did was we had these this group from Maine. It was either five or six girls that came from Maine. Yeah, very sweet. And we, I actually created something. We trained and we created what's called the Maine Wall. This actually happened. This was a yeah. It was called the Maine Wall. And basically, we, we did some training exercises. And basically, anytime I saw that guy start to make a move towards you, I would scream main wall. Yeah. And what they would do is they would make a, you know, this wall around they you. They dogpiled me. Yeah, they would dogpile you. Yeah. Run, run to you I was, wherever uh, you were. It was like a football tackle. Right. One of them was a lookout to make sure where they would all go. And literally, as soon as I screamed main wall, yeah. they were up and at You it. can out crazy the South Purple, the yeah. South Florida Purples. You can out crazy them, and the Main Wall did because, yeah, like, they did. all of a sudden, every time he wanted to come over, and be, he was just nuts. Like, you just feel it. I, it's just, it's yeah. a feeling, and like this fervor. Yeah. And he was so tall and big and scary, and he was just asking everyone about me. Everyone was creeped out for me. 
But the main wall out crazied them because, yeah. like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I think they are <laughs> expecting payment in return. Uh, I do believe they want us to go on their next glamping trip. Okay. Which would also include a game of Jumanji. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Sounds- yeah. Well, all right. But um, <laughs> they, they brought a little salt. Maybe there's a purple mane. Purple mane. Yeah. A purple but, mane. And I actually asked. I asked a couple of the a couple of people came from Jersey, Stacy and uh, Jamie. And, yeah. And Lisa. And I asked them, is, "Is the South Florida purple different than the Jersey Shore purple?" Mm. And they said, "Yes." Oh, it is. There is a difference. What's the? Di- I'd love to know. We got to find out what it is. But the yeah. South Florida purple is kind of worse. They said. Well, our Jersey. Our Jersey connections were really good at that scary tall guy. Because one of Stacy, who is like, I don't know, five foot tall, little thing, just screamed in his face. And he's like six feet taller than her, like, no. And he listened. She took all her jersey and yeah. just like laid it on. Yeah. Him. I think maybe jersey is more straightforward. Yeah. Maybe like a more straightforward energy. Like, yes. You know, yeah. So <laughs> I think like one of them said, Excuse me, sir, nobody wants to see your abs anymore. <laughs> and he just like, he just danced away. <laughs> he also wanted to take pictures and they would, just wouldn't let him. Well, nobody wanted him to touch their phone oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, they did get to experience the South Florida Purple in. The natural environment of the South Florida purple. Yeah, in the wild. Mm. All right. All right. We we got an ad from Osea. When we come back, we're talking simulation theory. Simulation theory. It can be difficult to find skincare products with clean, simple ingredients that actually work. Well, look no further because Osea has been making clean and effective skincare products for over 25 years. The Osea body oil... It is a game changer. I will never go back to anything other than this. After I shower, I put it all over. I feel luxurious and glowy. I actually glow and my skin is soft and nourished. The value and quality of the body oils and honestly, all Osea's products are unmatched. I I absolutely recommend the Salt of the Earth Body Scrub. For me to you, trust me, and you're welcome. Since 1996, Osea has been creating clean, vegan, and cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Not sure what to buy? Hey, grab one of their Discovery sets and try multiple products at once. Their bestsellers Discovery set includes four of Osea's best-selling products. For just $40, you can try a cleanser, a serum, a moisturizer, and their amazing body oil. It's an incredible value that saves you over $20. Find your new skincare favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order with promo code KYA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. So go to oseamalibu.com. O-S-E-A, Malibu.com, and use code K-Y-A. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Okay, so simulation theory. Let's just, let's just start there. <laughs> okay, so this is the idea that our entire universe could be running inside of some extra-dimensional computer. Basically, we're trapped in some sort of aliens video game. Like, And what's kind of freaky is some actual top smart people believe in it or say that they can't actively discredit it. And so people have been running with this. Okay. So basically what you're saying is that some foreign alien civilization has created some sort of video game yeah. Stimulation. Right. Uh, stimulation. Sorry. Simulation. Okay. Stimulation. <laughs> okay. okay. And we are 
part of the like the coding. I don't know. Yeah. Is that right? I mean, yeah, you're this, like this, avatars. We're like avatars in And I don't even know if we're avatars. We just might be like our AI within it. Okay. So, I mean, I have so many questions here. Yeah. Obviously, I'm very skeptical of this. Um, you know, these people are saying it's a 50-50 shot at this, I think, in the article yeah, that we so read. Yeah, so Elon Musk, who, but like, I guess gives... Other people came up with it, but Elon Musk is... He believes in it, and he's talked about it being real. And he says, basically, since games, if you believe it all, the games at some point, like video games, will become indistinguishable from actual reality, then you have to kind of believe in, in simulation theory. Like, we could be one of, you know, trillions or whatever games going on or alternate reality dimensions going on at the same time that are created by some other force. And we're actually just living within it. Right now. And okay. he says that that we're most likely in a simulation, Elon Musk. Okay, so basically, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, like when, yeah. they, when they want to turn off the video. Like yes. Come, so you're basically saying at some point the alien's going to get bored of playing the game. Yeah, okay. And we're just going to turn off? So you're ahead of me. So, oh, I'm ahead of you. Okay. Yeah, so let's go back to who says that this is true. Okay. All right, so back in 2003, there was this paper by Nick Bostrom, and he's a University of Oxford philosopher. And basically, said, he said, if there are long-lived technological civilizations in the universe, and if they run computer simulations, there must be a huge number of simulated realities complete with artificial intelligence and inhabitants who may have no idea they're living inside a game and inhabitants like us, perhaps. Now, he's a philosopher. Okay. And I looked him up. Yes. And that, he is very green. Okay, yeah. I, I looked at his picture, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it took me like all of two seconds <laughs> to see that he's like this weirdo green. He's extremely green. Yeah, like he's green. Just, he's like he off like the he glows green, like right. radioactive green. He's right. just very green. But he's a philosopher. Okay. And so he that's when it started, and he he had this paper, and then there was an astrophysicist who studied at Harvard. Okay, and I think it teaches at Columbia or something. I mean, so the guy has street cred is what I'm trying to say. And he's an astrophysicist, and his name is Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he says that it's better than 50-50 odds that simulation hypothesis is correct and that he can't summon any sort of strong argument against it. Okay, and I looked up his picture, Mm -hmm. and he looks like a total green purple. He's green purple. A little wacky. He's green purple just like Elon Musk. Like They're both green purple. All right, so it seems seems like with this theory comes a lot of green. There's a lot of green. A lot of purple. Yeah. A lot of, like, strange green, too. Yeah, it's it's just kind of like, I mean, in high, if you think about it in terms of technology or whatever, they're trying to say, like, well, it could be true. So that's where it all started. And then, you know, there's the movie The Matrix back in 1999, which kind of got people interested. Is there, are we living in a kind of a sub-reality or a simulated reality? And then these things, it's interesting all of a sudden how scientists all of a sudden get on the bandwagon after by saying, well, it could be. Right. So, yeah. So, so what was your question? You said that, could the game end? Yeah, could the game end? Okay. So... One of the issues is, is scientists actually think that if you're going to approach it like a game, like an actual, if we are living in a simulation, there's most definitely bugs or gaps in the simulation. Okay. So a way to test to see if we're in a simulation is to try to find gaps or bugs in it. But they said the problem is, is that one could shut down the whole game if you find it. Okay. Or if the 
if the beings who created it aren't paying that much attention, it is possible that, I guess, inhabitants of a game could self-discover their own identity. So... So think about this. So like when you used to play video games and like, let's say I don't really play them, but let's say you go off the map or whatever. So you're on, you're Mario and you kind of go off the, what happened? Yeah. Cause I think they used to have like certain key codes that you could like break the, break the system of the game yeah. and get to like different levels yeah, with but, shortcuts, but that kind what, of thing. Yeah, there, no, but what happens if you kind of like, I don't know, like instead of going in a straight line like you're supposed to to get from point A to point B, you kind of go off into the like outer reaches of the game. All of a sudden, it gets warped looking. Yes. And they don't spend as much programming in the places where you're not supposed to spend so much attention. So they want to kind of, so scientists are saying like we have to go like maybe outer space or other reaches where you can kind of see that maybe the makers or the creators of the simulation wouldn't spend so much attention and you could find more gaps in those places does that make sense i I guess it makes sense but again that doesn't answer the question like all the like i guess we wouldn't know because all of a sudden the game would just turn off like you know when i would play super mario brothers as a kid you know i would die a lot so my (laughs) game ended pretty quickly yeah you know it it ended pretty quickly so I, i i don't know myself if that if that holds any so they're truth. they're trying they're actually looking for bugs in this <laughs> I can't believe people are, I hope people aren't spending money on this they're actually but I think they are um they're looking for I mean is this you can get I and I, I'm gonna be honest they're they're doing something with cosmic rays crashing into the Earth's atmosphere and I didn't understand what they were doing but I think if you understand those kinds of things you're like that's interesting but they're looking for gl- mathematical glitches um. So, so that's what they're trying to do. Uh, another thing that comes out with it is they're saying there could be an infinite number of simulations within a simulation. Oh, my gosh. So, like, when we talk about, like, alternate, which we're going to talk about with glitches in the Matrix coming up, like, when you talk about alternate storylines or alternate timelines or parallel universes or different perspectives of reality, it kind of feeds into simulation theory in a way. I guess so. I mean, this is honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth here. This is way over my head. With the, with, it's too green for me. This is too green for me to even think of. I'm not buying it. So I know what this is. Yeah. This I'm not, is, yeah. yeah. I'm not buying this. I agree. We almost have a red rat coming here to, <laughs> oh, to, to battle the green simulation theory. It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it, it, it sounds fine. You know, I, I saw The Matrix. I love The Matrix. You know, the, the, the glitch in The Matrix sounds like a cool, neat thing to try to find. But I'm not getting it. I, I think this is a bunch of green purples running around. Or, you know, weirdo greens coming up with weird <laughs> theories because they can't think of anything else. You know, I mean, if you go back to oh, – here's the big red rant. You know, if you go back to ancient times, you, let's say we go back to ancient Japan, you know, they couldn't understand why a, you know, a tornado hit or – sorry, not a tornado, a tsunami hit. Uh, so what did they do? They created a, a system, a religious system to try to figure it out. I think this is just green purples exactly. that have no clue – what's going on I agree. and they come up with this system to kind of you know elon musk you know he's a showboat he, showman he and he's a showboater and you know of course he believe in this stuff the only consider th- the source i i agree i think that like just from what actually this scares me the most you know what scares me the most about this is i feel like i don't know how religion works like because you're the historian in terms of a timeline i feel like these are the first steps to us as a civilization, like worshiping AI as a god, that well, is what instead I, of instead of nature, like in Japan, when I was talking about like Shintoism, in, they they would 
worship nature. So yeah. you're saying it's shifting to worshiping yeah. AI. That or, could be true. Yeah, or even if you think about like, I don't know, because I don't know a ton about different religions, you do. But even if I, I talk about like Greek mythology, like um, they thought that we were just like what the chess pieces or the playthings of the gods sure. and they would move us around or whatever at their whim. Kind of like, you know, chess game back then would be the same thing as a computer game now. So yeah. that, that we're not... And, and what is the common denominator in all these kind of religious things? Like you have no control over your life. This is false. Yeah. This is a simulation. You're not exactly here exactly. There's a, a, there's a be, bigger being with puppet strings on you. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean it all goes back to the same thing we've been actually talking about the last couple of weeks is the fact that we don't know what's going to happen. Meaning yeah. like, you know, with, because like people like me are terrified, you know, that it's going to blow up from the sun. Yeah. We have to come up with some sort of thing. To keep us calm. Yeah, so, so we stay calm. It's yeah. true. No, it's, it's to keep calm. Yeah. It's to keep social order. Yeah. All the, you know, religions always to just keep social order. Right. And here this And we're thing not knocking religion. No, Like, I'm not that's the other it. thing. Like, any, I, I believe faith, faith is a beautiful thing. This just freaks me out, actually, because I feel like this is worshiping something that's, at least with faith, <laughs> there's kind of like a, a benevolent being yeah. of love and fairness and justness. This is like moving towards worshiping artificial intelligence, worshiping, I don't know, like phones or some sort of like extraterrestrial being in, in a multi- that that freaks me out a little bit. I don't think it'll talk it just is to me, I wonder where we're going in the next 100, 200, 300 years with this. Yeah, I, here's the thing I'm going to say right now. This is the time of the green, okay? <laughs> oh, it is. The greens are running the show right they, now. Weren't they running it? Like, I don't know. I don't know a ton about things, but no. I do love Elizabethan times. Yeah. And and weren't they running it then too? Because weren't they, like, I don't know. I look at like alchemy, for example. Like they would make the chemical processes religious. So there were different, like they would they would uh, lay on top of or superimpose, I don't know, like what hydrogen and oxygen would do together and then like connote it to some sort of religious experience. So isn't it just kind of like normal for scientists to get involved a little bit with religion and try to I, manipulate I, it a bit? I agree. I mean, if, I mean, this would have be, this would be a totally different episode, like <laughs> Oracle or who was in charge through the ages. Yeah. I would say more, you know, when you go to like the, the 1500s or the 1600s, mm-hmm. I, I think it's the Reds that are in oh, charge. Okay. Yeah, I think they're really in charge. And I think even today, I think the Reds think they're in charge now. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's the, the time it's, of the green. This is the time of the, the green. The greens are rising, people. They're rising. The, they're rising. Yeah. I'm actually glad that Facebook stock took a tumble the other day. <laughs> oh, God. Just to, it's like, like we want a battle. That's you right, know, green. Yeah. <laughs> the Reds just want a battle. Like Zuckerberg, we just took you down 25%. Yeah. God knows where else. To, but yeah. all right, so that simulation theory, the only thing that kind of freaked me out was and this was kind of interesting i guess there's this uh phenomenon in okay. quantum physics okay i could be getting this completely wrong but i know this part's right that's coming up that when an observer watches a process it changes the process so when they do some sort of like quantum physics experiment yes, i know that you do well th- that's um okay i did take a science class oh it's back coming in the back. day access the file that's schrodinger's cat Okay. Is the cat really dead in the box? Oh, we talked about this. That's weird. Yeah. That's what, that's what you're talking so, about. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I was reading, when I was reading all this stuff, it was like, it would explain just the whole thing. Like, if you pay attention to something, it's different than if you're not paying attention to it, which would go back to the simulation theory thing where they get lazy okay. about programming when no one's looking. You know, if a tree falls in the woods, does anyone hear it? Right. That kind of a thing. Um, but more towards 
but in the the scientific physics realm. I okay. don't know. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. And I think a lot of people do believe in that. Like most people think if I watch the football game, they'll win. If I don't watch it, they don't win. Like that I think that all the time. Yeah. 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 That's just that's just superstition. Right. But I feel like it people, applies yeah, to me. Pe- people do that. <laughs> <laughs> Except if you're the Bills and they lose no matter what. But uh, I try not to watch Bills games. Yeah, so that that, that 13 seconds might have been oh, a glitch okay. of the Matrix. <laughs> you got to let it go. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's talk about the uh, this glitch in the matrix that everyone is talking about. Uh, but before we do that, we've got a couple of ads, and then we're going to come back and do it. Single-used plastic is so year 2000. The thing is, it is 2022, which means it's way past time to make cleaning fun, beautiful, and plastic-free. Blue Land's idea is simple and beautiful. Buy the bottle once, refill it forever. No more plastic waste. The only thing you need to discard is your outdated idea that eco-friendly products are more expensive and less effective. Just fill Blue Land's beautiful Instagrammable bottles with warm water, pop in one of the hand soap or spray cleaner tablets, and within minutes, you have powerful cleaning products in the most incredible sense. From their best-selling clean essentials kits to their hand soap duo and plastic-free laundry and dishwasher tablets, Blue Land has something for every inch of your home. And backed by very popular demand is Blue Land's toilet tablet cleaner. Get it before it sells out again. Blue Land's stunning high quality forever bottles start at just $10 when you buy a kit and are meant to be reused forever with money-saving refill tablets that start at just $2. Try Blue Land together today. You'll love it and the planet will thank you. I use all their products, every single one of them, and I'm obsessed. I'll never go back. They are so effective and I'm doing a good thing for the planet so it feels good to me. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash KYA. That's 20% off your first order of any Blueland products at blueland.com slash KYA. That's blueland.com slash KYA. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. We've been taught that mental health shouldn't be part of a normal life, but that's wrong. We take care of our bodies with the gym, the doctor, and nutrition. We should be focusing on our minds just as much. I make it no secret. I love therapy. I love BetterHelp, and I use it. I love talking to my therapist. I do phone calls, and it's a great check-in with my mental health that I look forward to every week. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Know Your Aura listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash KYA. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash K-Y-A. So piggybacking here off of simulation theory, we're talking about glitch in the matrix, which is, I guess it was a saying that came after the movie, the matrix, when in the movie they saw a glitch and then they knew that's how they kind of signaled, Oh wait, we're in a simulation. This isn't reality. So there's a lot of situations where it's not exactly like you misremembered something. Rather, it's something that seems to defy the laws of physics, bends time, feels like you're in a different parallel universe, ultimately changes reality in a way that cannot be logically explained. So we asked the Mystic Michaela spiritual family what their glitch in the matrix stories were. Now you can go online and find them too, but I wanted our own accredited MMSF K 
KYA listeners to give us their actual stories. And holy cow, <laughs> they were scary. Yeah. Well, I, hey, I trust them 10 yes. times more than I trust these green purples <laughs> Stop that it. are this coming po- up with these weird theories. There are very nice green purples out there. These are just the yeah, wacky, the wacky boo, green purples, we, yeah. that think aliens are playing a video game with them. Right, sure. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean... I whoever is running my show and, is yeah, bored. Yeah, is bored. And if you're running my <laughs> show, like turn. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't turn me off already. I mean, like, you know, you're like the remember Sims. Yeah, I, do you remember that game? Yeah. Like you, uh, could, you like, played it a lot. I, think, I right? did. You could build like a box around somebody and just watch them slowly die. Yeah, <laughs> that's like what yours did. <laughs> Right. Like, could they turn up? <laughs> could they turn up the volume a little for for some of our lives here? Yeah. Okay, I want a better soundtrack too. Could you guys? <laughs> could you guys? Hey, if you guys, alien guys, that are running my game, I, could you put music to what I do every day? Like, you know, I want like a montage scene, like a real montage scene, like in Rocky, where they do that. <laughs> yeah, like I want that. Could you guys Just, like put in those the things? morning done with a montage? Can you? Yeah. Can you better my wardrobe? I'm really <laughs> the, sick of the same outfits in my closet. Yeah, I need. Could you give me a little more muscles? Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I want a bigger bicep. Okay, I want to be like The Rock. <laughs> the Rock has a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Running, his running The Rock's whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's a great avatar. I want a green purple alien running my my storyline. Right. Okay, so anyway, so these are the glitches, <laughs> Matrix stories okay. from our actual MMSF people. Okay, so Bex writes, we were at work. And I was getting the mower out of the trailer. At the end of the ramp is a tow behind the grader for campsites. I have no idea what any of that means. Okay. As I was backing up, I tripped and fell. My husband was watching. I should have been dead. I should have been impaled by the grader broken neck, maybe. No way I was getting out without a scratch, but I did. Everything happened in slow motion. And I ended up laying on my side almost three feet to the side from where I fell. I was fine. We were both shocked. My husband said he couldn't remember what happened. It was just like time vanished, but slowly. Anyway, I was fine. But after that, we noticed some weird differences. Like some of my plants had changed, bank account differences, differences with our kids' lives. I mean, nothing major, just subtle differences. I still wonder if I fell into a new timeline. Okay. Chills, right? Yeah, I got some chills there. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah, thank God you're reading these because I'd be, you know, stumbling over them. But... (laughs) Uh, yeah, that, okay, that's weird. And, okay, that makes me, like, kind of think, like, sometimes when people are in car accidents. Yeah. Like, some people, unfortunately, you know, pass. Yes. Some people are just, like, vegetables for life. But then people sometimes, like, these crazy car accidents and they don't have a scratch on them. Yeah. Could that be kind of like that story where there's just, like... Yeah, and there's some other ones coming up like that, too. Like, and if you read the thread, I highly recommend you go to the thread because there's so many on here that were so cool. But, yes, people being, like, I shouldn't, that shouldn't have happened or all of a sudden it didn't happen or whatever. Okay. So maybe angels. Angels. You know. Or video game. Or video game. Or, I mean, some people also say things like, but it, that one's weird because her husband was there. So she's a witness. Yeah. So that one's kind of interesting because, like, it wasn't just your reality. It was, like, your, your husband saw it, too. And yeah. he couldn't even tell you what happened. Yeah. So that part's a little crazy. Because if weird. it's just, it's, like, less less doubt on the person that did it, you know, or yourself because your husband saw it, too. Yeah. And it also makes me think, too, like, Sometimes, like, people say, like, time slows down. Yes. And you see things in, like, slow motion. Uh, yes, we've all, I think we've all experienced that. We've all that. said that. Yeah. Okay, that, I mean, that would I, lend itself a little. I was reading about, like, what these Glitch in the Matrix stories also could be or what scientists think or whatever. And some of them think, like, oh, it could be, like, a brain seizure or lost time or lost memory is just a, a function. Sometimes our brains just kind of shut down for a minute or whatever. 
Oh, yeah. I wonder what that bank account thing was, too. Like, But that's sudden- weird. But then she's noticing other subtle differences, like almost like they, she got stuck in a different timeline, yeah. like an alternate ending, like a choose-your-own-adventure okay. moment. That's interesting. Ooh. All right. That, that was, that chills. Was, yeah, that was chills. Ooh. All right. Karen writes, when I was 15, my mom was getting ready for a date. My 13-year-old brother and I were watching TV and just hanging out at home for the night. The guy my mom was going out with came to our apartment to pick her up for the evening. And my brother and I looked up from our TV show quickly to say goodbye. About a half hour later, my brother asked me which one of us should go searching the building complex for our dog as we both watched it follow our mother out with her date. The dog, being a small black cocker spaniel, usually came back when called. I opened the apartment door, yelled her name, but to our surprise, she came out of our mother's bedroom from inside the apartment. My brother and I looked at each other freaked out because something black about the size of our dog followed our mother out the door, and we both saw it. Okay, so so the dog apparently left... They were the, they could have sworn the dog ran out with the mom, with the and mom. they just get the dog later. Okay, and then but then time passed, and then eventually the dog came out of the bedroom. And they were like looking for the dog. They were like, oh, time to get the dog. They opened the door to call the dog from outside, and the dog was there the whole time. But they saw, they thought, they both they, saw it leave. Now, could that have been a ghost dog? It could have. Okay. Could have been the dog's like shadow self, or at, or could the dog, <laughs> then I get, could the dog, because dogs do do this. Like they kind of, all right, yeah. this is a different tangent, but okay. in pet, I got to do that pet episode. I promise I'll do it. Sometimes when I'm doing a reading, for example, dogs show up, live dogs show up in the reading. Like all of a sudden I'm talking to you and your dog's like, hey, like all of a sudden that's what they do. And it's very possible when you go out or something, even the dog can't go with you, they send their energy with you. Maybe they saw that. Maybe they did. I Which love- is just as weird as Glitch in the Matrix, yeah. I realize, yeah, but well, to that- me it's more logical. Yeah, that- I was just about to say. <laughs> Me being the skeptical red is actually trying to lo- out logic the glitch in the matrix theory with, with ghost dogs. With ghost dogs. Makes more sense. Yes. Ghost dogs make a lot more sense. <laughs> okay. okay. Right. That was cool. I like that was the next one. one. All right. Jenna writes. Oh, all right. I'm going to save this one. Okay. This one's going to be my last one. Sorry, okay. Jenna, because it, uh, it leads into this other one. Okay. Meg writes. Oh, this is a good one. September 2001. I was a sophomore in college. My roommate and I decided to take a road trip through Colorado from our college town of Boulder to a small town called Durango. It's about a seven-hour car ride. We set out pretty late after dinner. We were a few hours into the drive when we hit a stretch of the drive that was basically uninhabited. It was just long roads and a sky full of stars. And then, poof, neither of us remember the rest of the drive. We woke up the next morning at our destination, with no recollection of finishing the drive. There was absolutely no drugs or alcohol involved. The next day, my car broke down, and we called a local mechanic to see about getting parts. He told us he would call us back. The next day was 9-11. We didn't get the car parts in for two weeks and stayed stranded in Durango for a week. My friend and I have talked about this for decades. The inexplicable time loss in the middle of the night and the eerie feeling of being stranded after 9-11. She swore for years that we were abducted prior to becoming a very devout evangelical. She no longer believes it was an an abduction, but instead a miracle, like God saved us from a car wreck or something. I'm not so sure. I don't know what happened that night, but I do know, remember, but I do know I remember the stars in the sky shining so brightly, um, and and there was nothing in sight before waking up with a start as if I had been dreaming. Whoa. Whoa. 
And this lady's like normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like that's the thing. I didn't want to pull these from the internet. I wanted to ask our listeners. Right. Because I find you all to be normal. Consider, <laughs> consider the source and that's a much better source. Yeah. So I'm like, and this, like, like Meg is a person, you know, a person and this happened to her. Like I believe her and her friend too. Right. And her friend, even though her friend uh, decided to convert to evangelical, she couldn't let go of this. She did not say it did not happen. Yeah. She just switched from like aliens to God. Okay. Yeah. We've actually been to Durango, Colorado. Oh, really? Yeah. We went when we did our huge uh, out west road trip. Oh, I forget. Yeah. And it was uh, near uh, Mesa Verde National Park. Oh, so what? It's oh, it's, a, it it's little, really weird it's out there. It's a little strange there. out there. Yeah. It is strange. Oh, that sounds like an. That sounds like an alien abduction. I'm, I'm going to say something. Colorado, too. Oh. Like, we got our South Florida purple. I think there's yeah. something going on in Colorado, Like a vortex too. Yeah, or there's something. some weird stuff going on in Colorado. But, yeah, that's crazy. And, and I've heard other stories, too, where people, like, are driving, and then all of a sudden they get to the destination, yeah. and they lost the and time. And they remember. They and they both – and, and, again, they both had the same reality. Yeah. So one wasn't like it didn't happen. Like, they bo- it happened to both of them. Yeah. How crazy. Ooh, all right. Chills. So it's either alien abduction. Right. Get your MIR out. Yep. MIR. Okay. Or maybe they were saved from something. Or maybe they were. Maybe that was. But it's weird the car broke down too. Yeah. Because if I wonder if something happened to the car in the missing time. Could have. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there was some sort of weird thing with the car. Ooh, that's creepy. Okay. Okay. Stacy writes, "Where do I begin? So many. I was once driving through pouring rain on a dark night, but it was rush hour. The highway was packed, but we were all going about sixty-five miles per hour." All of a sudden, the car slammed on its brakes in front of me. I was going so fast, I should have slammed into the car, but instead, I closed my eyes, bracing for the impact, knowing I was going to be severely injured by this. But when I reopened my eyes, there was zero rain, and I was about a mile ahead of my last spot on the highway and barely any cars around me. Felt like a time warp. My angels definitely protected me that night. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. But like, she's a mile down the road, there's not raining anymore, and there's no cars. What happened? I, I don't know. That, like, I, yeah. Like maybe something's not supposed to happen, and something just plucks you up and puts you somewhere else. Weird. Right. How do you explain that? I, I don't you know? know. I can't. That one. I can't even touch it. If that's truth, I mean, and I'll believe that's truth. Yeah. I can't explain it. How crazy is that? Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Oh, this one's funny. This one's funny. Okay. This one's funny. (laughs) Stephanie writes, I have one that everyone just chalks up to me being a bad driver. Well, I hear you, (laughs) Stephanie. (laughs) Right away. (laughs) Okay. But I pulled into a friend's wooded property for a baby shower, pulled straight into a spot, nothing crazy. When I was leaving, I put my car in reverse and immediately hit a tree. I was so confused, stepped out, and a tree was behind my car. I jokingly said it grew while I was in the party, but to this day, I seriously don't know how that happened. I would not have been able to pull into the spot if a tree was there. I feel like that would happen to me. <laughs> that would and happen I, to you. And I would that could happen. Just, I think that did happen to you. I would be just as sure that there was no tree yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, you run into standing objects all the time. So. It's true. 
That one. That okay. one I could. That one I could. That uh, is true. Yeah, that one we could. <laughs> you're like poor Stephanie. You're like no, that's not. You're not getting a glitch for that one. Yeah. Okay. Get a glitch. I mean, there were so many of these. Um, yeah. No, I don't know how. I mean, to explain all these things. I mean, this it it is blowing my mind here. I'm actually at a loss for words, which is not often. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So at the same time, how do you explain those things? You know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I truly don't know. <laughs> yeah. So so, but so this is the one I wanted to read to kind of go into the next okay. subject. Okay. Okay. So let's do this one. Hold on. Where is it? Okay. So here's Jenna's story. A couple of years ago, I was talking to my husband about movies we loved when we were growing up. I mentioned that I was a big fan of the movie Shazam, where the comedian Sinbad played a genie. My husband insisted that Shaquille O'Neal was the one in the movie and that it was called Kazam, but I had vivid memories of it being Sinbad. I could still picture the cover of the movie, his outfit, and plot points. To settle the debate, we Googled it, and not only was my husband right that it was Shaq, but even crazier is that I apparently am not the only one who remembers this Sinbad movie that doesn't exist. There are tons and tons of people out there who remember it, just like me, but even Sinbad had said... (laughs) has said he was never in this movie and it doesn't exist. I still can't wrap my head around it. And I remember that movie too. Uh, I did not watch that movie, but I know what she's talking about. Well, first of all, Sinbad and Shaq look similar. Well, they're both kind of like tall, tall yeah. big guys. Yeah. That, but I remember that movie. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, okay, my mind, all right, here, here's the thing. My mind is blown right now okay. from the glitch in the Matrix simulation theories elon musk and his nonsense uh, <laughs> let's okay i think that there's a name for this too there is a name for that the mandela effect mandela. all right let's talk about that in a little bit i'm okay. gonna take a little rest i gotta go to the green room chill out you're <laughs> gonna give a little speech on the nature of reality in the movie the matrix morpheus says when asked what the matrix is that it's the world that has been placed before your eyes to hide the truth from you Why do we distrust reality? Well, reality is not real, but we perceive it to be. That's the pervasive narrative in any sort of creation story, conspiracy story, Matrix-style story, etc. from the dawn of time. During the last two years with this lockdown and the turmoil and the pandemic and everything that's been caused by the COVID Uh, pandemic, many of us have gone through incredible, unprecedented life changes and trauma. And you might just be realizing exactly how much your life has changed now from two years ago. And research shows that apparently when we humans experience incredible anxiety, our brains can disassociate from reality. It's a way to make sense of what is happening. We can perceive life to actually not be real. That actually is supposedly a coping mechanism, hence an attachment to certain alternate storylines to make us feel better. This could be anything, really. This could be religion, our own narratives, conspiracy theories, rabbit holes, and I'm not dissing any of these things or saying it's wrong or incorrect. It's just kind of a running pattern, if you notice. When life feels chaotic, we tend to turn to these types of things, even here, you know? We want to go somewhere where we can feel in control, where there are answers. But as humans, this is something that's preconditioned. We've been doing it since there have been humans. 
And we can feel that whatever surrounds us, it's just not it. There's an answer out there. Maybe we just haven't found it yet, but we're always seeking. So you see that we always turn to these narratives, no matter what they are, and there has to be some truth to it, the truth that reality isn't real, and there has to be something else. And we're constantly, especially when we're stressed, on the lookout for it. And that running theme for humans, I feel, does have truth to it. In the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, he talks about the ancient Toltec viewpoints of our reality, that we are trapped in a dream, a dream of the planet, and it continuously clouds our minds with its lies. We become overrun with thoughts and belief systems and patterns, and it is our work to fight it to become a warrior. We must fight for our conscious awareness to see the truth, to see our true reflections, But our egos cling to this false dream instead of the divine light that we truly each are. I feel like a lot of this world, we are constantly looking for answers because we know, we know that this isn't reality. It can't be. We know that this isn't the truth. It has nuggets of it. There are moments of pure light which do shine through, like love and joy And even sometimes just grief or connection. But it's hard. And these things are hard won. And those are moments when it feels real. Maybe you've just hugged somebody once and there was no reason for it. It just felt real. Or maybe you went somewhere once and that felt real. Or maybe you felt something once and it felt for the first time real. And you might remember these things because it doesn't happen all the time. It's like a window into what's real, away from this alternate reality that we can feel very chained to. But we have to work really hard our whole lives to get to these moments. And when they come, I feel like you value them more once you realize what they are and how precious and sometimes even how few and far between they really are. Because I I believe that how we all do one thing, we do everything, and anything we do now as humans, we've just repeated over and over and over again, just with different names, labels, and contexts. I do feel like we seek, our egos seek to become oppressed as a mirror to our own energy trapped in our bodies. We will create this replica, our around us with our institutions, our belief systems, our programmed thinking. Our egos want it. It it needs it. Our egos desire that control from the false world around us, materialism. You, You have to do this to be a good person. You have to make this amount of money. You have to do X, Y, and Z to survive. It's, it's like we create our own chains, our own cages around us, our own false reality. It's our egos trapping us. And so many things are constantly disguised as freedom, but they really aren't. That's why I'm so passionate about all of us needing to go inward with self-awareness and consistent personal responsibility in order to really connect with freedom. That's the only place it lives within you in your connection to source and spirit. And going inside is truly the only way 
to that concept of freedom because on the outside in our 3D reality, our egos have constructed a lot of things that can pretend to be freedom but aren't. So while we know we are not free as long as we are in our bodies, I feel like we construct metaphors to express this over and over and over again in many narratives. So you just think of all the, you know, what we were talking about religions or conspiracy theories or narratives or movies or stimulation theories like Elon Musk, a sort of cage for ourselves. We always see see that there could be a way out of, but we have a hard time grasping just how. It's just, I feel a metaphor for our energy. So do I feel like we are in a simulated reality? Yes, I do. But I don't feel like it's a computer game made by aliens. <laughs> feel like that's that's a new version that's coming out. It's energy in a biological body. That's the simulation, this earth plane world. Your energy feels unnaturally stuck because it is. It is. You are supposed to be traveling at the speed of light, burst into a million beams of light and come back together in harmony. You are supposed to be everywhere and nowhere, part of a whole that's bigger than all of us, not separated from it all like you are now. You are supposed to be you, but part of something that's much larger and more powerful. How the suffering we face being cut off from that source of energy, which is endless and constant love. But we need to be. I feel we need to be. I feel like we chose to be so we could really level up. I feel like that's what this lifetime is. It's an opportunity to level up so we could learn, so we could heighten our own vibration And this can only happen with our focused, stuck attention in this classroom of a world, in this controlled environment simulation of a a world. I feel like this is. So here we are. And I feel like we're trying to do it. If you're listening, you're trying to do it. So is reality real? You know, probably not. (laughs) But as Plato said, true reality is not found through the senses. He, He believed so, so long ago that there was a higher realm of existence accessible only through using your intellect to go beyond your senses, and that once the soul is freed from the body, it can inhabit the actual pure reality. It's not a new idea that here is a false place filled with disillusionment. That's not new. And that the only thing we can really latch onto is the unseen, love, connection, a feeling of unity, empathy. That's what's real. So if you want to break free of the matrix, let's keep latching on to those things the most. And then in those ways, prioritizing those feelings, we can taste a bit of the freedom that our souls yearn for. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So, you know, here's, here's a little take on that after listening to your, your little speech. You know, all this stuff that we've been talking about today, you know, the glitch in the matrix, the simulation theory, the stimulation theory that I <laughs> said earlier. Hey. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's fun to talk about. Don't get me wrong. Stimulation you know, theory is fun to talk yeah. about. <laughs> the circle of consent. If anyone remembers that, you've been listening to this podcast for too long. Um, <laughs> it's okay. 
Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. All right. All right. But, Get it but out. No, in all seriousness, you know, yeah. when, it's, it's fun to talk about Glitch in the Matrix. You know, the movie was cool with the blue pill and the red pill and, you know, trying to find these glitches. And people, I'm sure there's green dudes that are out there right now, as we speak, <laughs> trying to find these little holes in the system. They are. Yeah, Cosmic rays. But I, I think at the end of the day, you know, it, it is best um, to, to stay grounded. Mm. You know, ask yourself, you know, what, what, what is real? What is not real? What do you think is real? What, what do you resonate with the most? If this is something that doesn't resonate with you, you know, and you saw it maybe on a social media outlet, you know, on Snapchat or TikTok or whatever nonsense the kids listen to uh, watch these days, you know, you know, ask yourself, does this make sense? And, and maybe it does. And, and maybe it truly does make sense. And you could believe that someone's playing a video game and eventually you'll get better, you know, abs, <laughs> like the South Florida purple people, maybe, you know. So I, I don't know. That, that's my take on it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think it's, it's good for fun yeah. to think we're in a simulation, but I, I don't know. I don't believe it myself. Uh, the, the search, the human mind search for what happens after and having to come up with ideas such as, you know, religion, whether it be based on nature or maybe in the future is going to be based on AI. That's something that's real yeah. because, you know, we have this, as humans, we have this, this quest that we need to, to know. We, we just yeah. need to know. Everyone, for the most part, needs to know. Um, I, don't, I don't know anyone that doesn't, right? I mean... It's just how our brains are. It's made. just how our brains are. So, yeah. It uh, doesn't mean that it's not, that there's not more though. I 100% right. exactly. know that there's more and yeah. it doesn't mean that there's not more it's just I think maybe the the ideas that that all I don't know like all these different ideas we're talking about like what more would be yeah. that changes based on I guess like the time period you're in too like if you went back two thousand years ago there's all sorts of theories about what what this is and what's more and yeah. versus today and I think it's interesting that we always have a, a similar conversation throughout human history there's always been that same type of conversation, what is more and what do we call it and how does it work? I think that that's interesting. And I'm sure every time period thinks that they figured it out and they got it right. No, I, yeah. I mean, every, yeah, every single time period, yeah. you know, and some time periods have done it a little crazier than others. <laughs> you know, the Aztec warriors used to uh, rip human hearts out and do human sacrifice because they felt they needed to do that so the sun would come up. Right. But, could, but they didn't understand. Now we know that why the sun comes yeah, up. Yeah, but what stupid things are we doing now? Right. Yeah. Well, actually, I think... <laughs> Elon Musk and his and his band of green purples right. actually are coming up with a silly theory. It's actually not that smart. Yeah, I think the simulation theory is an easy kind of layer to throw over on this because well, yeah. we don't understand all the things of the universe and then just oh, it's a video game. I think that's <laughs> that I, I think so I think that's pretty easy actually. Well, for I all think his genius. The whole point is it's a metaphor. Yeah, and the metaphor is real. And even if you don't have a you know, there's differing answers on it. There is something. Right. We just don't have the maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. So, yes, the Mandela effect. That's what I wanted to talk about. So what is that? So it is basically um, what they're calling collective false memories. So this came to be when Fiona Broom, a self-identified paranormal consultant, detailed how she remembered former South African President Nelson Mandela dying in the 1980s in prison, although he actually lived until 2013. She said she could describe remembering news coverage of his death and even a speech from his widow about his death, yet none of it happened. Now, if all those thoughts of hers occurred in isolation, whatever, but she found that a lot of other people had the same collective false memory as she did. So as a result, the Mandela effect concept was born. So there's like these collective false memories. Now, 
Uh, some theorists believe that this is, again, further proof that we're living in a multiverse with many different parallel timelines and different, I guess, options and different realities that we all kind of, I guess, live in together. And these aren't false memories. These are actually just from another timeline that we hopped from. Okay. And then researchers just say, basically, it's something called confabulation, which is honest lying. So it's just how our brains create false memories without intending to lie or deceive others. We're just trying to fill gaps in our own memory. All right. All right. So throw some of these at me here because like the one with, with Shaq and Sinbad, I can see where that could happen. You know, that, that doesn't seem too far-fetched because they're both kind of like the similar stature. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I think like Sinbad was in some sort of, I don't know. That, that yeah. one's weird though. All right. Give me another one. Because I have the same one. So right. I have a hard time letting that one All right. One throw go. some of these at me here. All I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to debunk them. <laughs> Okay, so, all right. Does the Monopoly man have a monocle? So think of, so this is hard for you because you don't, yeah, I can't visualize. You don't visualize. So, so listeners at home, does the Monopoly man have a monocle, which is like a one lens over his eye? He does not, but Mr. Peanut does. (laughs) Okay, I don't know about Mr. Peanut, but he does not have a monocle, even though many people distinctly remember this stylish accessory. Okay. It could be the time period that the game was made that was the fashion. I don't remember. I don't know when Monopoly was made, but I, I do not picture him with that, no. Okay. Um, let's see. The evil queen in Snow White, what does she say to the mirror? Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Okay. Actually, she does not say that. Okay. She says magic mirror on the wall. Oh. That's, a, that's just one word, M So these, M-word. these are like, I think these are like the easier ones because I think as they get repeated a lot, it's yeah. kind of like a game of telephone with kids. Right. You know, as it kind of gets repeated. There's another one like, what does um, Darth Vader say to Luke when he reveals that he's his dad? He says, uh, Luke, I am not your father. No, he says, I am your father. I am your father. That's Wait, the no, whole storyline, yeah, Scott. I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> I am your father. Okay. Well, he doesn't say Luke. He just says, I am your father. I am your father. Yeah. Okay. He says, no, I am your, your father. father. All like right. that. I mean, these are like semantics here. We're dealing with like one little yeah, word. Yeah, so these are like, okay, so here's, here's one that got me again. Is okay. there a secret big ending? How does the movie with Tom Hanks big end? Okay. I, all right. If I recall, it ends with the two boys walking down the street and there are kids again? Something like that? Okay, so some people swear there's an alternate ending to the Tom Hanks movie Big in which his adult love interest, that woman, yeah. wishes to be a child again, and then she shows up at his high school as a young girl. Okay, I don't remember that. I remember that, you though. You remember that? Yeah. I remember it being creepy that he was a boy and she still was infatuated with him. <laughs> well, yeah, that did happen. Yeah. Okay, another one is Mona Lisa's Smile. Okay. Some people believe that her smile has gotten fainter over the years. And they even have like pictures up and you can look at all of them and it kind of looks like it has. I chalked it up to the paint. I, I think, <laughs> you know, the paint is kind of, war- you know how paint warps over time? So I, I'm going to go with that. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Everybody, not you because you don't visualize. Right. The Fruit of the Loom, you know, the underwear logo. Everyone yes. try to visualize it right now. Yes. All right. You see it. What does it look like? Is there a cornucopia? No, I know this for a fact because when I found those boxers in Key West, <laughs> they were Fruit of the Loom on my balcony and it did not have a cornucopia. It's like grapes, I think, and an orange, I don't know, an apple. Right, there's no cornucopia, but right. a lot of people will swear that there is. Okay, all right. Okay, Chick-fil-A. 
How is it spelled? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's spelled. It's felt. It's it's spelled funny. I know that one. It's spelled. It's spelled funny. I All don't right. know how to spell it again. You're not a visualizer. There's no C. There's no C. Is that your final answer? C H I K. Okay. There it is. You suffer from the Mandela effect. Okay. Because everybody thinks it's spelled C H I K dash F I L dash A, but it's actually chick like C H I C K dash F I L dash A. But right. a lot of people like would swear, swear about that. That's a thing. Uh, C3PO, you're a Star Wars fan. What yeah. color is he? He's uh, like a bronze. And I think he, something, was he the one that something happened to his leg in one of the movies or something? I don't know. He was red in a movie. But I think he's normally bronze. He has or a silver leg silver? the entire time. Silver leg the entire and time? And the entire time. All the memorabilia doesn't feature it though. Okay. So I can see a lot of well, people getting why. tricked by yeah, that. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of these. There's a lot. Hey, I look. I have. Oh, some here's a good one. Too. Oh no, here's a good one. Okay. Okay. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. In the movie Forrest Gump, what yes. does he say on the bench to the lady about chocolates? Uh, life is like a box of chocolates. No, it turns out that he actually said life was like a box of chocolates. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> what you're giving me are these like semantics, like one word off. Like you know, it's probably easier to say life is like a box of chocolates. Then the other one. All right. Peanut butter. Jif or Jiffy? What's it called? That's Jif. I know that because I go to Publix all the time. I buy it. J-I-F-F. You're right. A lot of people really feel like it's Jiffy and it changed. Okay. I... That's the other thing. Like people think like something changed or they could have sworn it used to be like that and now it's different. That's that's a big Mandela effect one. And, and that came up on the MMSF uh, page too. Like people swore certain quotes were a certain way, like swore that they saw this movie and this was said all the time. And then they watched it like 10 years later and it was totally different. Like people say like, where, where was I versus everyone else? Like they will stake their life on these things and it changes. So that seems to be a big Mandela effect thing where people are like, no, this has to be true. All right. Well, here's the thing. I have a lot of ones down here too. Oh. Yes. I have Mandela effects where people really swear by this. Okay. And, and I think in most cases they're not true. Okay. But here we go. Let, let's see. All right. Most people think that KYA is taped in a state-of-the-art facility in New York City <laughs> at 30 Rock, uh, Rockefeller that Center. That is a common misconception That's common I get often. Yes. Most people say, hey, how's the taping going in New York? You know, how's the view from up there? Yeah. You know, how's the doorman? All these things. I get all these questions things. all the time. Yeah. You know, I just got it asked today at yoga. But no, really, in reality, we're just at our dining room table, you know, on two microphones yeah. and a couple of textbooks. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of school stuff around yeah. us from the children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's, here's another one. Uh, most people think that Vanderpump Rules is no longer a TV show. <laughs> you think that all the time. I mean, it's not on the air. I, I can't find it. For three years. I, you know, the Mandela effect does happen in our house all the time because I'll be like, it's, it's got to see Olympics. No, it's not. We just had the Olympics. Right. I'm like, but we did. So yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, like the, I think the Olympics uh, are starting soon. But it's weird because like for the 20 years I've known you, every time the Olympics, you're like, no, there just was an Olympics. And there never was, except this year there was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is true. That's true. All right. This one is total Mandela effect. Okay. Okay. Most people think, you know, the, the Netflix show Cheer? Yeah. That the Cheer team 
has many competitions, many levels. <laughs> they got to win all these games to win the national championship. Okay? Right. They got to go through hoops. They got teams to beat. They have to beat one team. Yeah, There's once. two teams. Yeah. There's only two teams competing. Yeah. Oh, this is a red rant on its own. Yes. So most people think it's like this huge thing because the way they talk about it, oh, we're national champions and they, like, they saunter around yeah. and they think they're the greatest thing on earth and that okay. teacher, what's her, Monica, the, yeah. the lady thinks like this is like I'm just going to try harder to win. You have to beat one team yeah, and they're an un- underprivileged team. So, all right. Right, because they don't have all the money all that, the equipment that Navarro and the, yeah, has because yeah. Navarro's been winning. and they right. It's true. Yeah. So most people think that. No, yeah. they have to beat one team and then – Oh, I can't give the spoiler. Okay. Yeah, don't give the spoiler. Yeah, I'm not giving the spoiler. Okay. All right. Next one. Most people think Petro Hanchar only goes on <laughs> Tinder. That's what? not true. What? No. He's been found on Coffee Meets Bagel. Oh, Coffee Meets. Watch yeah. out, people. Yeah. So watch out. It's another one. You know. Every, every, no, he's only on. <laughs> That's Tinder. That's a little daytime for him. Yeah, he doesn't go on often. <laughs> sometimes. All right. And, and the last one. You know, most people think MIR. We talked already about it in the show. M stands for mental, right? I stands for in- intuition, and R stands for resources. Most people think that the resource, you know, to get rid of those aliens that Elon Musk is talking about, <laughs> you need to have dog urine. I don't know. It could be any liquid substance. Oh, okay. It's a, yeah, it's a, it, you know, it could be anything. It could be. Can it be like guinea pig urine? It could be anything. Can it be like Windex? If if you feel that would take down the alien. Okay. Yeah. So it could be anything. So all right. I mean. You know, this happens all the time. I, I don't know. You know, I, yeah. I feel this episode was a battle for me between red versus green. That's what it turned into for me. I'm 100% most greens don't believe in this stuff. Okay. These are just like, I don't know, the off the chart green people. Like the people that just went wayward. Mm-hmm. I am sure there's a lot of green dads and green women and green moms and green people listening who are just like, that's silly too. And right. the, But they would have a logic that would like debunk the whole thing okay. and it would be a green person logic. And I'm going to say one last thing. Like here. where's the power source for all of it? Like how, what, what's it getting plugged into? Like you, this is, I'm, I'm channeling my inner green who would be like the simulation theory debunk. They'd be like, well, show me the power source because there's no way that this could be powered yeah. without a source. And there's no way we wouldn't be able to find the source at least. And I now feel <laughs> that if there are indigos or blues that play video games, they're never going to turn them off now because they might feel that they're turning off an entire universe. It's true. And they're not going to do it. I still feel guilty about my Sims. Yeah. All right. Let's go play Nintendo and get out of here. <laughs> Thank you all. You know, this podcast is for you and about you. And we're so glad that you spent a little time with us today. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on on your podcast app.